0: Welcome to Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please give a warm welcome for this evening's moderator from Men's Journal, Charles Thorpe.
1: Hey guys, how's it How's it going? Um, we have an exciting one today. A lot of great people, uh, a lot of prolific people, and uh, it's a great little film that we're going to talk about here, Dirty Weekend, which uh, was first seen at the Tribeca Film Festival and is coming to theaters very soon. So uh, let's watch a trailer first. Where are we again?
2: Albuquerque.
0: This is just great. I thought I was dreaming. I'm gonna run into town for a little bit.
2: Do you think it's wise for us to split up?
0: Hey, we're not married here. We're more like Butch and Sundance, that kind of deal.
2: You just assume that you're in charge. You just assume that you're Butch. But you're not Butch. You're Sundance. Well,
0: let's just... Head into town, all right? As you like it.
3: Some Shakespeare. Yeah, good one. I just started getting into Shakespeare myself through graphic novels. Just about to tuck into this Henry uh, V.
0: I've worked with you for, what, two years? I don't really know anything about you.
2: I'll tell you what. If you tell me about this little errand, I'll give you an earful. How's that? And start with that little thing that you keep pulling out of your wallet. (laughs) Don't.
0: Give it it back. All right, all Hey, hey, hey. You have a real problem with the truth, don't you? Nick? Not as a concept, I like it just fine. You're never gonna
2: tell me, are you? I just wanna know who's on is. What? It's a sexual, isn't
0: it? I drank too much, but I did a really bad thing. Says who? Says the world. And yet, I can't forget that evening.
2: It's called a dirty weekend when you go off with someone and do things.
0: Uh, I don't think so. This is a gay bar, right? Hey, folks, is this here a gay bar? Gee, I'm not sure. Guess you're gonna have to find that one out all on your own. Be you a Lakers fan?
2: This is life. This is all part of life. And this is your life, so you just have to try and be yourself. Are you gonna go?
0: Yeah, just for a quick, quickie
2: talk. I lost the bed.
0: Thanks, Butch.
2: You're welcome, Sundance.
1: <laughs> Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Okay, guys. So help me welcome uh, Alice Eve, Matthew Broderick, and writer-director Neil Labute. Okay, guys. So that's a uh, good, good crew, and. Uh, So, that's a great trailer. I feel like it's a trailer that you actually get the gist of what happens in this movie, unlike a lot of uh, things that we're seeing today. Um, So Neil, I first wanted to ask you, it's a very interesting concept for a movie. I don't know if it's something that you were immediately struck with, let's talk about a guy who gets stuck in a city and maybe gets up to some indiscretion, or did you think I want somebody who gets stuck in one city and then go from there, or how did you come up with the idea?
3: Um, We like the the idea of a road movie that doesn't have a very long road, actually. You know, the road was really from, like, the airport to the city and back. Um, And I also like very much the idea of working. i had done a number of things that were kind of male-female oriented and, you know, about relationships and all that. And I like the fact that these two were colleagues who were not ever romantically involved, but they had their own things that they were going through. And they learn a lot about each other over the course of an evening, you know, or a time that they're together, but they aren't ever thrown together in this kind of romantic, standard way.
1: Mm. And Alice and Matthew, what was it about the script that was interesting to you and made you want to maybe get involved with this project? Uh, I guess Alice first, and then Matt.
2: I think the subject matter is really interesting about like suppressed desire and feeling that you can't be who you truly are because of what other people will think. Um, also the idea that, you know, the character I played looked a certain way but in her private life had a completely different thing going on and that you you know, it's like you never judge a book by its cover. It's the same old story, but I thought it was really nicely told in this. Also Matthew's really funny, so maybe he <laughs> should talk.
1: No, I mean <laughs> Just uh, what about the script was interesting to you, or that made you want to get involved and work with me? Oh, all? I
0: just really, in, you know, I enjoyed reading it. I, I, the dialogue was great and funny, and um, the characters, just like Alice said, they both have these big secrets, and the way that, the way the story unfolds, and as you learn more about what's really happening, and and their relationship changes, and it just seemed like there was a lot to play, and and um, and and it was very very great I love the dialogue I I like his writing so I just was very happy to and I did wasn't first she was already attached to it and I don't know how it came about but I just suddenly got got the script, and uh, I, I loved reading it, so yeah. I wanted to
1: do it. There's you know, some great lines and some great dialogue, and Neil, what, how important is casting to you when you're doing a movie like this, a two-hander, very two-person focused? I mean, was it a long process, or did you come upon you know these two actors very quickly? Well, Alice
3: and I had done a film previously, just, uh, just before that, and so um, she was kind of a natural choice, you know, after we'd worked together. To, uh, to do something quite different than what we'd done previously. And um, Matthew and I have actually only known each other from, from sort of bumping into each other in the street and talking. That's true. And, oh, really? and talked about, let's, you know, that's the thing where you say, let's do something, and finally there was like, oh, what about this? Let's do this thing. Um, because we've talked about theater and all kinds of things, but never really done any, any project. And this just seemed like a, a kind of wonderful fit. I thought, you know, he can, he can hit the comedy. There's the, the kind of pathos of what he's going through. Um, so it just it made sense. I thought people would, would be willing to go on this guy's journey with a guy like Matthew.
1: Yeah. And so the, the story takes place as... And I'm sorry, to answer your question, yes.
3: it's like, some people say it's like 95% of the job, they're actually a- averaging low on that. Good casting is kind of everything. You know, it's actors are the people who bring this thing to life. On on paper they can you know they're they are what they are they're on on paper and and they breathe life into them you know they carry over who they are as people as actors and also all the characters that we've seen them play so it's um it's a huge task that they they take on, but they are the conduit to the audience, not you know an audience is not going to sit down and read the script, they're going to see it in this in this way that they they've you know ever since childhood gone through, which is connecting to the people who are in front of them,
1: yeah. And did you guys get some time to rehearse or do any reads before you had to actually go on location and start filming it?
0: Um, no, I, feel, I think we met at the airport going to, didn't we? Is that true? We didn't rehearse. Did we rehearse once we got there a we little bit? We rehearsed a lot
2: when we got there. Yep.
0: How, how many days?
2: Just like in our lunch break.
3: Yeah,
0: definitely.
2: <laughs> and
3: no, the night before we did a so lot. So yeah. true. Yeah, that we shot the whole thing in like 15 days. Wow so there was a lot of and you know we were shooting like close to eight pages a day or something like that so they were learning all this material we would shoot and they would go off and like have dinner together just to start learning the next day's material so it was a real um, like a lot of these films are made I mean the, the film previous to this I mentioned that Alice and I made we shot in eight days so you know there's a lot of films get put together very quickly because that's how much time you have or how much money you have, and you do what you have to do. But they, um, they had a very suddenly concentrated friendship. You know, they were they were kind of pitched together day and night um, when they were making this. So rehearsal came while people were setting up, or in the, the hotel lobby, or yeah. you know, we did whatever we could do.
1: Mm. And the story takes place in Albuquerque on a, a layover from L.A. to Dallas on a on a work trip, and so albuquerque is kind of a player in this whole situation did you so you filmed in albuquerque we did and uh what was it like filming there was that an interesting experience or
2: uh it was more dangerous than i thought it was because it, it, we <laughs> breaking you know, bad uh, yeah breaking it, yeah. bad and but it i would go for these little runs around before we went in so you know early in the morning maybe just before sunrise and they were like can you do, can you not run outside can you stay running in the treadmill and then after that i didn't want to do anything because it right. was scary but we quite enjoyed New Mexico. I feel like yeah, we-
0: yeah. We we when we drove around a little bit and um, we we shot in. You know, you see
3: the car wash from Breaking Bad. It, oh,
0: that's, the, that's the real <laughs> yeah. car wash.
3: And did you not, t- didn't you also have like a crazy balloon experience? Yeah, we did, that's <laughs> yeah, okay. true. It was like, okay, it's yeah, the, the, the hub of ballooning Right when we started point. filming, there was a
0: big- I
2: bullied you into it. Yeah. I made him go hot air ballooning, and he kept saying oh, no, wow. and I was like, well, this is really important for our bonding experience, and I'm not sure how we're gonna make this movie if we don't go ballooning. And then right. we nearly died, and that was what? terrible. Okay, go on. Yeah,
0: I was, you nearly died, I was <laughs> yeah. all right. I, the, I mean,
3: you essentially like bounced and kind of crashed. The
0: basket and fell was out. just like boom, oh, boom, bang, wow. bang, 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 boom, 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 and she was like the flame. I think think you did the flame? Did you catch fire for well, a minute there? Well, the guy there? got drunk. He was so excited
2: to be up there with Matthew, and he got a little drunk on the oh, champagne. Oh no, the operator and, of the balloon. Yeah, and he and he wanted to do like a big fancy landing, and he came down and then like.
0: You know the basket get went out, get down. Get out
2: now! Get out now! Get, <laughs> out. <laughs> get out! Yeah, it was panic. But then we all went back to their house and celebrated with them, didn't we? And
0: yes, and oh, we good. were given certificates that we'd been in a balloon and yeah. all
1: that. Uh, Neil, does, uh, does, does, did the film insurance cover that? I'm sure they're uh, they're lucky. They probably didn't hear about that. No, we were. Practicing.
3: Yeah, it's one of those things that you're not really supposed to do, like Hallelujah. ballooning, you know, skydiving, motorcycle riding. But yeah, I think we have kind of just like played that off as it didn't happen.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, Neil, how is it you know really getting into these characters? I feel like it's it's really interesting watching them sort of open up to each other slowly, get the familiarity. They're just colleagues who sort of know each other in passing and they sort of open each other up to their sexual proclivities and it really gets um, you know, really either emotional and you know, romances are involved. Uh, I what think, was it like right now? Well, I that? think
3: what's interesting for me about the 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 film is not repeating yourself, and I think um, i've 've touched on on that world previously, and so I purposely tried to do something that felt more old fashioned in a way like I could imagine this film thirty or forty years ago with Jack Lemon in it, you know um, that kind of thing, and yet they 're dealing with with subjects that are, are still very um, important today to people that are you know finding themselves and, and being able to be open about who they are and Um, And I think what's interesting about Matthew's character's journey is that he's going back, he doesn't expect to find himself in Albuquerque, it's the layover that sort of triggers the experience. And he's had an experience there that he actually can't really remember. He knows it was sexual, he doesn't remember who it was with, he's not even sure if it was a man or a woman, but he knows that he enjoyed it, and it's something that he doesn't have in his own relationship. So, you know, he's not, he's not walking through the movie saying, I have a bad marriage, um, something's missing, but by being pitched back into that moment, he remembers something that happened to him, and he really wants to get gets to the bottom of it. So he can't really explain it to his colleague. She finds it very <laughs> vague and suspicious what he's doing, but he is on sort of a, a hunt himself to find out what the hell he went through. Yeah. And so then when he does that, he comes to a point where he has to make a decision. You know, do you do that again now that I know what it is or not? Um, and so those are, that's the kind of interesting journey for him. Yeah. And, uh, and she's on a much different journey.
1: Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, he tries to leave. He tries to leave his colleague behind, and uh, he ends up getting stuck with her. She doesn't want to leave him, uh, get him out of his sight. So uh, we, have the, we have another clip I think we can show that uh, involves his, his uh, trip.
0: Well, don't get it. What? Why are following me? I'm not following you, I just... Sorry, what was that address again? Oh. Gold that... Avenue? No, 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 just uh, down around the center of town. Just around there. It's
1: a big area, pal.
0: Fine, then choose a place, a convenient place, and uh, that'll be fine.
3: <laughs> There's lots of areas I can take you to. Don't happen to have an actual address, have you?
0: Nope, just looking to get into Albuquerque. Is that okay? Did you beat your money? That is true. So let's just head into town, all
3: right? All right. As you like it. Some from Shakespeare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Good one.
3: Got it. You uh, you people love Shakespeare, don't you?
2: Yeah.
3: The English. He's
2: the shit, as you yeah. people say. Shit.
3: I just uh, started getting into Shakespeare myself through um, graphic novels. Just about to tuck into this Henry uh, V.
2: I'm not following you. I'm doing this because I care about our work. Believe me, I don't love going into Albuquerque, and I get really car so...
0: All right. All right. Understood. Jesus. If you want me to pull over, sweetheart, just say the word. I'll... It's kind of a, a private conversation back here. I'm sorry.
2: I, I'm all right for now. Thank you. I'll let you know if it changes, though. Got
3: it. I'm fine for now, though.
0: It's okay. I I like that you're that loyal type. It's
1: nice. So we were talking a little bit before about that that uh, dialogue that you got to write, and uh, it's so funny. I mean, those moments go on throughout the movie. And Matt, your your looks, your stares, it's. That adds the humor of it—the fact that you're not really emoting or not laughing at these situations. Was it hard for you to keep a straight face with that with that acting? And uh... um, no, I
0: am. I, um, I don't know. I I didn't think of it. You know, I came up in the silent era, so we we, we <laughs> all got very good at those takes that I think you're referring to. Um, I, I always you know what's funny he doesn't know that it's funny really right. generally speaking so uh, I so I that's why I'm not laughing because I don't because I, I don't know it's I don't know that it's funny really you know that's the comedy of it but um, I think I we laughed a lot making the movie we certainly were all you know
1: yeah laughing a lot. Alice, did you find yourself um cracking a smile every once in a while during a take when Matthew's on yeah, one of his Matthew, little rants that he goes on?
2: Matthew's very hard to be around and not laugh. He's got <laughs> funny bones. So I was it was a happy, <laughs> a happy movie for me in that sense because, you know, whatever was going on, he was he had a running commentary on it that was very, very entertaining.
1: And, you know, was there a lot of I'm guessing there wasn't a lot of downtime. So you guys were working late and then
2: there was time for yeah. you to get accosted in the hotel every oh, night, no. and then and then we'd do a little bit of eating, and then <laughs> maybe Le- and learning. A, a lot of learning, um, testing, and then when we wrapped, we we walked around Albuquerque for like five miles looking for a bar, and mm. that was our wrap party. <laughs> so Just yeah,
0: Albuquerque is deceptively spread out. So people <laughs> yeah. say. You know, if you're not used to driving every place and they say, Well it's not it's just down the road and you walk, you know, maybe twenty miles ten miles it seemed miles. like, <laughs> the sun beating down it's you to know. Colorado. Just to, no, just to get around uh you know, the the, the bookstore is a, is long. Yeah. It's, everything's yeah. everything's big.
1: Yeah. And Matthew, another question for you. I mean, People are really familiar with their can of work before the producers and Ferris, and they have this attachment to your characters from your past, but you're obviously doing movies like this, you know, with working with Neil's uh, writing, and are people, do you feel people are shocked by the material in, in movies like this, or are they, you know? I,
0: I wouldn't think so. I don't think it's a very shocking. Yeah. Movie. I mean, maybe, a little, you know, it, it's not for children, this, right. this story. <laughs> it's about adult stuff, but... I don't think it's terribly shocking. No, you? not at all. Do you, Alice? Um, well, I,
2: I don't think it's shocking. I think,
0: I think if you'd never done stuff guys. like if you'd
3: ne- if you'd never <laughs> seen stuff like Election, if you hadn't seen, right. you, you can count on me. Things you know that that mm. then you know become more adult than than something like you know Ferris Bueller is is a much more kind of universal comedy that kind of thing. But you know he's got a body of work that at this point and theater work. So I think it's a you know it's a step that you go. Oh, I mean, it was for me. Going, I know, I know, we can do this. I'm gonna get both sides. I'll get the comedy and I'll
1: get the drama as well. Yeah, um, I think we have another clip actually that delves into the, the plot of the movie.
2: I'm calling the airline.
0: No, no, don't do that. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, don't, don't, please, don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell. All right? It's, I'm, I. Oh,
2: it's sexual, isn't it? Isn't it? What is? Jesus, come on, the thing, what you're hiding. That's what we spend most of our time lying about, and people in the States are the worst about it, man, such puritans. The fear that somebody's gonna find out we like it or love it or how we love it or want to try it or things we haven't done yet but want to or people we've done it with. And I say who cares, you know? Because this is life. This is all part of life, and this is your life, so you just have to try and be yourself, Les. I mean, God, we're only here once. This is a one-time deal. The Hindus are off their rockers. This is a one-time deal, and so
1: Do what you point it as. There's a little bleeping there, which is appropriate.
2: Couple of
3: beeps.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great uh, little comedy and a great film. And, I mean, is it, is it doing these kind of films that make you want to work like this more? Or is it the big budget films that you guys, is it finding a, a balance between all those movies? I know, Alice, you have the Star Trek films that you've been involved with.
2: I mean, that it's, it's very different, absolutely. Mm. This is a lot more like a family gets together and makes a movie, um, and then Star Trek is like a very big 25 families get together and make the movie, and so they're both amazing, but they're, they are different. Mm. I, I don't know if it's something that you can prefer one or, or the other, because um, it's like theater and film, you know, it's, you, will, you get something from the creative process as long as it's a creative process. Mm. It's all rewarding.
1: Yeah. And, and do you go about it, Matthew? Do you go about your process differently w- when you're preparing a play versus when you're preparing for a film? I mean, I know you have a show that's coming out very soon right. here in New York.
0: Um, well, a play, is you have this long rehearsal process. So by the time you do the play, you're it is different. A, a film, you're always sort of just just finding it as it's happening, and then it's gone. So it's this, you get into this rhythm of, just when you capture something, that's when you're finished with it. And that, that's a very different feeling in a play. You capture it and say, now I gotta hang on to that and and keep that going and find the next bit. But uh, uh, you have to kind of flow along in a movie and, and then often it's not till it's all done and put together that I can even sort of, uh, then I get the idea of what the performance was. But, it, but it's so broken up w- when we make them that a really, really schizophrenic process yeah. for them.
3: I, I think it's really difficult. And so you, for me, it's it's trying to create the best environment for them to work in, even when it's as as quickly paced as this. You know, I think in film you're always aware that you're under the gun. You you don't have enough money. You don't have enough time, and yet you're trying to create this little moment that looks like everything's perfectly fine. Take you all the time in the world, yeah, but you've always true. got someone on the periphery, you know, pointing at their watch. It's Films are so based on economics, you know, from the smallest one to the the biggest studio film, that even in a film like this, we're constantly saying to them, "We're gonna, we need to shoot this scene today and this one tomorrow, and we need you to cry now because I know you haven't been together very long, but we can only have this location on Sunday, so you're gonna have to have that scene today." It's not really in this kind of like cause and effect way. We ask them to. You know, and we'll spend hours lighting a scene and they walk in there, and then people start going, now let's hurry it up, at the moment when they really need to be creative, it's a really weird way to go about, again, they're the ones that an audience connects with, but they're the ones that we often rush in the process so it's a really weird way to go about making something yeah. um, and I try and fight that as best you know you can, but it is a process that's a strange one. The theatre process is much easier, you know, you all start in the same place and you all end up in the same place. I've Um, never
2: heard anyone come to the defense of actors like that before, thanks Neil, but I also did want to say that (laughs) Neil does create that space really, really well. He really makes it feel like an environment where you can explore things that you're uncomfortable to explore because that's what it's about. You're basically, you need to feel very safe because you're entering territory that's scary, you know, um, suggesting that he needs to tell me about his sexual proclivity or whatever. It's like you have to feel that you're in an environment that you can do that. And Neil does that. But he has to because the stuff he writes is so intense.
1: <laughs> and, you know, our, after, you know, listening, explaining that the, that battle to get, you know, everything perfect in the moment, um, are you able to watch your films back, Alice? Are you, is that something that you're able to do with...
2: I, I, it's not my favourite thing to do, I have to say. Maybe a few years after you've made them and they come on TV, and then you're like, oh look, that's that film that, and then you kind of remember the fun times that you had on set that day. But when it's the first time you see it, it, it is a, it's it's a lot to digest. It's a lot of you, hmm. and we're not used to watching us do anything in life, so it's a weird thing. I, I don't find it g- particularly pleasant.
1: <laughs> you have know, a favourite one that you like to pop on whenever you're feeling? I it, never, yeah. I <laughs> never like
2: pop my. Own movie. <laughs>
1: I'm feeling
2: uh, a little low. I'm feeling a little low. I'll watch some of me.
1: Look how pretty I look. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a good pick me up. How about you, Matthew? Do you watch? Are you able to watch your films back? Or?
0: Um. No, I used to. When I started, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm so great. It's great. Everything's great. But then, I can't if, you enough. know, I've, I can't get enough of this. Where, where are dailies, I'd, I'd say, you know? After shooting, I'd want to see last night's footage as quickly as, as possible. Let me check out what I did and see if I can improve it e- even more. But then um, nowadays, I hide. I'd rather die. I don't want to see them. I, ha- I do see them because they come out and then I have to, we have to see them. Even after the lawsuit, you, they still come out. They come out and you I have to talk about you, them. Yeah. And, and, and also, once I finally get the nerve to see them, I'm often, I'm always pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Like 99.9, almost every time I've thought, oh, this is really pretty, this is good. So That's nice. So I like it, I just, I'm, as I've gotten older, I'm more, more uncomfortable watching,
1: mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know why. And Neil, I mean, there are a lot of inspiring uh, filmmakers out there, and that listen to the podcast after, I mean, is there any advice you can give to either first-time filmmakers or somebody as you know prolific as yourself? Well, they have and, to
3: watch them. I mean, they, yeah. you know, as a filmmaker, you do have to watch your own movie. There's no, <laughs> there's no way around it. You know, you have to, and you do see it, you know, a few hundred times. So, by the time it's finished in, in a theater or on your your television or whatever, you know, you feel, yeah, I've seen it enough times. I can move on, but. Um, the beautiful thing for for people who are out there wanting to make film or television, in particular, I think now is there are so many ways in which um, those mediums are accepted by audiences. People are willing to watch uh, their entertainment today from their pads to their you know to their, their television sets to all laptops, all those things, um, and 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 the kind of material or the you know the mechanisms you can use to make films. People are are proudly saying that in, that film was entirely shot on the iPhone. It's just shameless at this point. Um, <laughs> no, I think there's a movie that's literally playing now. Maybe at like Lincoln Center. I think it was called Tangerine. Yeah, Tangerine I think they shot the entire thing on a phone. I will say. You know, King Kelly was another one that was shot on a phone. Um, people are using their what what would amount to their still camera ten years ago. They're filming. You know, on. How
2: do they do sound on the phone?
3: Um, well, they've either got, you know, they've either got someone there who's recording the sound. Right. They're not using the sound necessarily off the phone. No, it's um, not. Be. Uh, but Good they are, they're, you know, they're, they're recording <laughs> at the same time. So it's, um, I think it's, it's, there's never been a better time for an audience who is willing to go with you, you know, in terms of what you have to go out and make a movie. You know, so you, you still need the drive, the desire, a story to tell. Sometimes they have a script, sometimes they don't. They need those basic rudimentary things, you know, um, but people are cutting them on their laptops using a program that they downloaded from here, and um, I meant from here as well. another <laughs> quick plug. Um, but you know what I mean it's like it, it's not, yeah. it used to be in the same way if you were a theater artist fifty years ago, if you weren't working on Broadway, you really weren't working in the theater. you know there, then there was a movement for regional theater and off Broadway and off off Broadway and now there's a number of ways to do theater you know in this city and outside there but but um Movies were, were either, you know, there were the independents, and they were, they were a handful of people, and now there are so many more independents than there are studios. Um, people are finding ways to get their stories made or put on YouTube or however it is, to, to hand somebody a disc or download something, you know, is, is just the way it, it happens. And uh, I think even for a movie like this, you can go to the theater, you can watch it the same day on your television. I mean, if I had been able to do this when I was younger, I think this movement is a great one because I lived in a place where a lot of the movies that I wanted to see did not come to my city, not like four weeks later or when, they just did not come. So, and, you know, you you either had to find them some other time at a repertory theater or, you know, oh my God, they came out on VHS eventually, whatever it was. Um, Now things are are so readily available. I think it's it's just a great time to be out trying to make movies or or do that kind of thing.
1: And... On this film, with about 15 days of shoot, were there any days that you really felt like maybe this wouldn't happen? Was there some, a day that everybody sort of got together and had to persevere th- certain situation or certain... Uh, I mean, every is, day's yeah. hard.
3: You know, the last day we worked, we worked so late. I can't... Yeah. We were. We, these guys were just... Alice wasn't actually in the scene, but uh, they were just... He was, you know, blurry-eyed. It was, yeah, you know, the, the sun was, was coming up the next day because oh, wow. you just had to finish, you know, we were at the end of... But actually, the, the last clip we showed... That little bucolic scene of them walking—that was like a complete like shooter's alley, mm. you know. Um, drugs is what I'm referring to, <laughs> yeah. and like and like everybody hung out in that place. We eventually started buying like security hats for our crew to wear, and they weren't like security people at all. But we figured the more they saw that word, that they were going to just kind of thin out and leave, wow. and. Um, but it was one of the few places where we could get, you know, be in the city but have that kind of a setting. So um, that was actually a very difficult one, getting everybody cleared out. A guy came by and just kind of beat the drum yeah, until we paid that, him. And then he went down the street and then beat the drum some more. Um, <laughs> so it was that, you know, that kind of thing when you're shooting outside. I mean, sh- nowhere more so than New York. You shoot outside in New York, you just have to deal with you know, life that's, that's passing you, all the sound, all the people who really don't care that you're, in fact, are m- more put off than anything by the fact that you're you're making a movie, so um, you kind of, when you throw yourself outside, like the movie that I mentioned that Alice and I made previous to this, we were inside a house all the time, so there's a safety net in there, it's a little bit like being in a studio, here we were, we were outside a lot, and so that was tricky.
2: Except for the bed bugs. Oh dear. Oh yeah? I mean, we no, we didn't have bed bugs, but it was <laughs> okay. bed bug year in New York, so the oh, big wow. fear was that there yeah, would be bed exactly.
3: bugs. What happened to them?
2: I guess like Legionnaires no disease. Talks, yeah. Remember that?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so many New York teams, they were overrated.
1: <laughs> it's all about the media. The media builds it up. Um, but Matthew, I mean, were there any days that you were I mean, on that last day when you're are you giving fresh reads? Are you changing up the dialogue? Are you just trying to do the same thing and 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 get it right?
0: Um well, at some, you know, it's on some days we were able to try different variations and try things, but often we were just trying to get like that's the the night he's talking about was I don't know what, if something technical happened, but we were there forever in that apartment.
3: Yeah, it was just a long, we had a long couple and scenes And long to shoot.
0: takes without coverage, which means you can't, one mistake will kind of ruin the whole thing. So um, I remember some scene where I had to, I was getting dressed. Yeah. And we finally got a take after so long where everybody had said... <laughs> More or less everything, and more or less yeah. everything. And yeah. then I got up and I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not wearing pants." Completely, or something yeah. I didn't
3: do completely. Un- no watch around. or something. Glasses. No glasses. I didn't <laughs> put my put glasses on. Glasses
0: on. <laughs> so that, which is very, it's funny now, but it was really not funny then. We were working 2:30 so hard at two thirty in the morning.
3: It's far less funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we had lots of. That day on the steps was very hard when I couldn't remember
1: a thing. Mm for a while but then yeah. i did
2: and then you did and I that's did. all that matters
1: <laughs> yeah and when you're doing the same thing over and over again does it, it is it um is it hard to like get done you when you're drinking like a martini in a bar, bar for take after take after take are you guys Continua are te- you guys drinking that or are you what are you doing are you
2: You mean, are we drinking real martinis, or is it hard to keep up with your continuity?
1: Continuity, yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's interesting that, because, you know, Brando famously, was it Brando who just did all his own continuity? But there is a person on set whose job it is to monitor the continuity. Mm. But it sort of falls between the actor and the continuity girl, or scripty, as Americans call that position, and... She sort of has the script and annotates what you're doing, and then if you're not doing it, will remind you that that was the moment that it happened. But yeah. until, we didn't drink real martinis. We shot that at 10 in the morning. <laughs> but, but, but you, yeah, remembering sort of where your drink is, is, is part of being kind of in the moment. You, you kind of, if you're there, you yeah, do remember. it all happens. It all happens, yeah.
3: Right. It would be a great class that they don't teach actors now, continuity because it's such a thing that can really spoil a moment you know you can i've i've along the way lost some really good moments in things because someone's cigarette was not in the right place or they moved their hands or that kind of thing and and i think if if they taught it actually just like you know anything else that they teach in a a conservatory or in a, a graduate program it would behoove a lot of people because you find a lot of the grad programs that people go to they don't get as much time in front of a camera and so they may come out and they've, they've played Hamlet and done all these wonderful things, but they actually have never really shot too much footage. And they get out there and they don't realize that you know, if, if I, my hand was like this in the scene and then I shot the other shot like this, all that's gonna happen is you're, no one's ever gonna pay to go back and shoot the scene again to accommodate that. They're just gonna cut you out mostly. They'll, they'll use the one shot they like where you were doing this and they'll just keep cutting to him instead and so you really can screw yourself over as an actor by just not understanding what the you know the, that as well as getting all the lines out if I'm going to say I'm going to drink during this scene I shouldn't just drink indiscriminately I, yeah. should, dr- I should set several places where I'm going to do it and that's going to work for me but it's something that people don't really spend a lot of time with Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to throw out to you guys and some questions
2: hi Hi. You look really lovely, oh, by the way. You. thank you. Beautiful dress. Really. And
1: yeah. <laughs> you always look great.
2: But this was $80 from a vintage store, which was once from Saks Fifth Avenue, This, so it's a old-school New York dress. Nice. Very, Very impressive. nice.
3: Very nice. Beautiful, right? Yeah.
2: So m- my question, clearly this is a really good script, and you
1: wrote the script as I well? D- I did, yes. I've I've come to a number of these things at the Apple Store and have been hearing that one of the more difficult things for actors is finding a good script. And so
2: I'm wondering if any of you would like to speak to that and and how do you find a good script and hang out with Neil? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, you, you run into him in the street. Yeah, uh, there are good scripts are hard to write, you know. So there aren't that many of them, and and um, they're very hard to. And then they go through. A lot of people want them, so you know.
2: Yeah, you have to fight. It's a tricky for them. business. Yeah, it's definitely a tricky business, but.
0: And also, the one that looks good turns out not to be good usually.
3: Yeah, yeah it doesn't mean it doesn't mean always that the, the thing you read is always then turned into a good film. Yeah, it doesn't always happen. And vice versa. Exactly. Um, yeah, someone can elevate, uh, you know, a script yeah, or, or, or turn really. it into a really beautiful yeah. film. that, You know, Absolutely. you didn't notice on the page. That was the case. I think what does help, though, is um, a very open collaboration like we had, that the script is really uh, sort of blueprint, you know, when you start, and they're free to continue to make it better, and that right down to the last take, you kind of have people, you know, like the taxi driver you saw, someone that I'd worked with before, and I brought him in to, to do this, you. know, And so people are not afraid to go, "What about this?" Or what if I tried it this way? Let, here's another line. Is this funnier? You know, um, I, 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 don't, I try to remove ego from the, the equation as much as possible. I mean, you should have ego. People should be proud of what they do and all of that, but not excessively to the point where, you know, I, I, I would never want to be in the, in the place where we were correcting them about the syntax of what they were saying as opposed to, let them do the job that they're good at, and if they suddenly have a, a you know a moment where they're like, "Do we really need this moment?" You know, sometimes you can't really see either when you write and direct things. You're so close to it, you know, and you think there's something wrong, there's a line wrong here or something, and someone will will look at it and they'll go, "Do we need this scene actually?" And you feel like, "Oh gosh, I better stand up for it," or "We're all here, I'm going to feel foolish," but it's a lot better to like not spend the money and just kind of go. Yeah, why don't we pack it in? You're right. We don't we don't actually need this scene. Because we said this in the other scene. Oftentimes you get all the way to the editor. It's the editor who, after all the people who have looked at a script, go, how come you can't just jump to here? And you go, It's a good point, you know, after you've shot it and spent all the money and, you know, wasted your time. Um, but sometimes you just don't see those things. So that's the beauty of, you know, really being open to the process. And Trust your actors, but trusting your crew as well, and, and them trusting you enough to feel like, oh, I'm not just the guy who does this, but I can say, what about, you know, this would be kind of funny, and you try it. It doesn't really hurt to try you know, something one more time. Um, even when you're under the pressure that we were under to get things done, it still doesn't hurt, you know. You, it's much harder to go back. It's much harder, so it's, uh, it's good to have people who are already creative, but who feel like they're in a place where they're appreciated for that, not a pain in the ass for asking questions. Sometimes I think you know, people get treated that way, actors, crew, that it's, you know, it's all about you know, one person's vision, and I don't think ultimately it, you know, it works best when it's that way.
2: I think that editors are underrated, actually, to speak to that point. Editors are so important in a film, and how they assemble it can make a great film and can also ruin a film that could have been great. But also, there's an expression, "kill your babies," which is like, obviously, it's metaphorical, but it's, it, it's, you know, to. Re- I like
3: that you pointed out, though. Yeah.
2: Well, like. Uh, so there's no. <laughs> I don't, you know. You don't right. want to be
3: quoted for it's that later. So aggressive. One needs to be thought. very clear <laughs> yeah. these days.
2: Um, exactly. What I got from
3: the podcast was.
2: Yeah, I mean. Kill your babies. Exactly. That's what we don't want. So the metaphorical phrase, <laughs> "kill your <laughs> babies." <laughs> Which is so important to be able to do um, in in Neil's position and in a director's position is to know when to say this isn't working and to get rid of it can refresh and give confidence to everyone involved and Neil's very good at that and it creates as he was saying a very fluid environment where if you're able to say okay I made a mistake then everyone else can feel they say they made a mistake and then everyone will go further and push further and give more because they're not afraid to fall. Yeah, because if something goes wrong, not everyone doesn't stop and, you know, their jaws drop. It's like, oh, you messed up. It's Sorry, sorry. And then you just do it again, and Neil creates that environment really well. Hi. Hi. Um, Hi. I noticed that you guys, from seeing you guys in other films, that particularly in this one, I see that
3: almost like your costuming and your hair kind of play it into the characters. I know you you, um, Alice, you've had your hair mostly blonde in this one. It's a little darker. You're wearing um, something a little more edgy, and um, Matthew, you're wearing something a little more stuffy. And I see, it, it seems like the film goes on, like you let your hair down, you kind of loosen up. Was that really a decision you guys made, or was that kind of on the part of the script team, or was that kind of something, as you guys started reading the script, you kind of decided, like, because those little things do tell a lot of the story about the characters. Like, was that a decision you guys made, or was that part of the script?
0: Yeah, it's a yeah, everybody, you know, it's, the costumes are always, and the, and the makeup and hair is like as important as any job. Sometimes I think when you work on it, and then you, because you, you did a lot of work on your own clothes in this too, I know, but, but and I was wearing my own jacket, I think. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it just looked right, and yeah, ultimately, and sweater, you know what he came with looks better than than but like the, the sw- other. Jacket. But the
0: sweater and sweater and the pants, pants were all from you,
3: yeah. It'd yeah.
2: be clear that the sweater was not yours. No, <laughs>
3: but but yeah. that we just found. And yeah. but you
2: know,
0: you you can discuss a character all you want, but when you finally say that he he wears this or she wears this or this is how her hair looks, that's when you're really. That's when it's final in a way. I mean, that's, that's a major decision. The way somebody uh, dresses says a lot about who they are. So that's, that's one of the times in a film when you're, you are committing to something uh, that's not vague. It's, it's a real decision. And I think it's hugely
3: important, you know. Especially in a situation like this where they really only had one look. Throughout the you know the body of the film because it's taking place over the course of a day yeah you know so she thank you for noticing she lets her hair down and it kind of softens her look at, you know at a certain time um, and he loses his jacket and certain things happen but overall they were kind of saying this is the one look that will give you a sense of who that person is um, and even in the dialogue she had a very particular you know she would wear mostly turtlenecks is what she would say that that was kind of her style. It also hides a certain part of her, herself that we find out about later. But um, those kind of things are, are both helpful story-wise and in terms of just physically what we see. You know, it tells, tells rather than overwriting it, with one look, you can kind of get a sense of, yeah. of who that person is.
0: And the right costume is the most helpful, I don't know why, but it just really makes everything come together.
2: It really is, it's so powerful when you put on your costumes and, and get your look. But also you know in terms of like the hair coming down, Neil and I had done a movie before and it was blonde, I had a like blonde bob, it was very platinum and we wanted to make it different and we chose to go darker and this girl um, inhabited you know a different space and then the thing about the hair down though Neil, I feel like that happened on the day and as, as we were saying about the martinis and the continuity, if you're in it, if you kind of know what should happen. And so I think, did we make that decision on the day? Yes, it was,
3: that wasn't on the page. That was more of a, you, you actually had tracked that through and said, once I get there, I kind of want to let my hair down. Because it's hap- ultimately, that's what the character was doing. Yeah. So those are those, those happy, not accidents, but those, that's where you're still thinking it through rather than just following it you know, by the book. Um, but yes. because
2: it is visual, you do have to, because you pick up on it, you know, because it's so visual, you have to take everything like that into account.
0: Mm. And yeah, Matthew's sweater. Yeah. <laughs> jumper, my jumper. jumper. Just jump,
3: <laughs> jumper.
1: Good evening. Hi. Um, it's a question for you, Alice and Matthew. Um, as an aspiring actor, do you think it is really necessary for you to get a degree in acting? Can you get a private coach or you
0: really do need to go through all these levels in the institution?
2: Well, that's a very good question. The thing, the, the reality of the job of acting is it doesn't require a degree like a lot of other jobs that you you could do. So, no, it's of course, it's not completely necessary. But what it would provide and can provide if you do a, a degree of some sort is a way in. And it gives you a platform to express your talent and be found and be discovered. And have people talk about you and also meet other collaborators maybe in a, in a university or an institution that make films or do theatre and that you can kind of get a group together. But there, there are loads of ways into the profession and that isn't one you have to take. But I, I, you know everyone's experience of coming into it is different. Basically, the main thing is to get your first job and it is the best day of your life when you get your first job, no doubt. It was the best day of my life. I couldn't didn't know how to contain the feeling, but um, once you have got your first job, then it it's a different then it's a different thing. So it's just the journey to how you'd get that. What would you say?
0: I th- exactly true. I mean, y- you if you find a good teacher, that's would be better than a bad teacher. And but there are a lot <laughs> of bad teachers. Yeah. And a lot of good ones. But I think in a way, I went to acting school, um, not at a university where you get a degree, but a, a, a a real acting school. And I think more than even learning from the teachers, which I did, was, as Allah said, I got to meet other actors my age and writers, Kenny Lonergan, who I still, we, we met, we knew each other. But it's the group of friends you have, somebody gets a job, you know, and then the rest of you get to be picked up a little bit by that. Or he or, he or she says, I, I want to use my, my buddy in this part. So it's very important, however you find it, to find a group that that uh, can get you in there. Because to just be alone, looking at the paper and
3: auditioning is is pretty bad odds.
0: But do
2: that as well. Yeah, yeah. Do everything basically. You kind
3: of have to do everything. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I made that exact same sort of pact with someone in college that whoever makes it first help the other person. You know that kind of thing. Send the elevator back down. and it happened, you know, that we, we both ended up doing kind of our first big project together. Um, and I met several people that way through college that I continue to work with. Uh, so that, that thing that they're talking about, that network that widens, is more important than the, the degrees that I have. Um, absolutely so. I think both, in, in a way, the good news and the bad news is that there is no one way in. If you follow the exact steps that Matthew has taken or Alice have taken, it would not mean that you would then get work you know, in this business, whereas following a lawyer you know, kind of step by step, you could very easily imagine that you will become a lawyer and be hired by someone to do that job, but it's not exactly so here. But that is, as I say, the good news also. You, you, know, you do not have to go to, and spend money to go to college to do it. You, you know, some of the best people have been self-taught, off-the-street actors. So um it's um it's this weird combination and if they knew it what it was they would sell it but they don't why does someone pop on the screen or on stage and the next person doesn't you know and why you know why does this person um have that that sort of natural talent that the next one doesn't but why is this one so well trained you know work really well in classical pieces it's just you know it's a weird combination of stuff that makes each person the good news is that you have something that nobody else has you know each of them have their own secret weapon they are you know there are there may be a matthew broderick type but he's the one and only you know what i mean so it's each actor carries in thank you yeah yeah he's a type right he's a type um but you know so you have you carry that thing around that you are the only one of you unless you're twins and then this whole idea is just screwed so i'm not gonna (laughs) it sounded so good for a while and then i realized yeah could get messy
0: yeah, twins are the same. That's true. They're
3: exactly the same. Exactly it's creepy. The same.
0: Um, for Everybody's both there. Alice and Matthew, you guys been in huge studio budget films, and you've done a lot of independent films. Which one of the two would you say gives you the bigger challenges in terms of acting, or you know, your roles in general? Well, well it depends. You know. Uh, it, 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 I mean, you have more time in a big studio movie, but also often more cooks, more, um, less, uh, y- you know, you're more watched in some way. Um, it really depends project to project. I think some studio films are very, extremely pleasurable to do and uh, and some aren't. And it's the same with uh, independent films. It seems to matter who, who you're working with and the material, um, you're more comfortable and you have more time when you have a bigger budget. But it also brings, brings some a, a lot of extra opinions usually, the people who are paying for it.
1: Um, Yeah, so, you know, guys, Dirty Weekend, it's in theaters September 4th, and it's going to be on demand, so you can watch it VOD, as we were talking about, on your iPhone watch, or uh, wherever, or on the side of a building. (laughs) And so, tell your friends, you know, tweet about it, Facebook about it, and get people out in theaters, and thanks so much for coming.